You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. You gotta help me. Losing my mind Keep getting the feeling You wanna leave this all behind Thought we were going strong I thought we were holding on Aren't we? No, they don't teach you This in school Now my heart's breaking And I don't know what to do Thought we were going strong Thought we were holding on Aren't we? Welcome to another episode of On The Turnbuckle here on mypodcasthouse.com. Thank you for joining us, whatever you're listening to us on. So I'll say good day to my co-hosts, as always, Welshie and Lyle. G'day, boys. Very good day, Tony. How are you? Marvellous, thank you. Welshie, marvellous. Lyle, how are you, buddy? V-E-L-L-O-U-S. Correct. Lyle, how are you, buddy? I'm going well, mate. I'm going well. I hope you're looking well there, Tony. I think it's a corporate look. Dressed up. Yeah, yeah, very professional outfit we're running at this podcast. Uh, Welshie, how you feeling, mate? Yeah, the last week off, a little bit under the weather, uh, but you um, did buy some Microsoft products. My phone reception's fantastic, um, it's fair to say. Uh, you don't even have a 5G phone. That's the amazing thing about it. Well, I do now. I've got well, oh, yeah. Everything's 5G now all of a sudden. Um, <laughs> I don't actually need a phone. I can just... Imagine, and I get to call people now. It's fantastic. Have you seen, have you seen those you YouTube biggest, videos? No, you know what the biggest side effect of getting the um, the vaccine is? Um, every tinfoil hat wearer that you know starts inboxing you, telling you that the government are trying to kill us all. Now, if the government were trying to kill us, wouldn't it be a much more efficient rollout? Like, why would they be, like, staggering like this? <laughs> well, first, well, first of all, they'd be speaking to China if that was the case. To find out how to do it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a uh, very slow takeover, if that's the case. Uh, have you seen these YouTube videos of people who are sticking forks and stuff to their arms after they've got a COVID jab? And they reckon that it's yeah. giving them some sort of magnetic field around their arm. And these forks um, are just, oh, seriously. I'm assuming it's a hoax of trying to take the piss otherwise. I would assume. Yeah, let me, hang on a sec. Yep. Holy shit. So just because this is a uh, an, an audio medium, well, she just yeah. put a spoon to his it was arm. a fork. A fork, it is. And yeah. it fell off. Straight, yeah. straight off. And that's that was the arm I got it in. So yeah, right. I, I can, can, uh, I can think... debunk that. Yeah. Oh, I've seen David Copperfield saw a woman in half on YouTube before. And um, yeah. Did, has she, she had a jab? Bit... No, otherwise it would have stuck to her. That's yeah. exactly right. <laughs> The score wouldn't have cut through. It would have just stuck. Um, yeah. <laughs> Come on. It's going to be a lot of tinfoil stuff going on for a while. Probably longer than the pandemic, actually. The tinfoil conspiracy videos will go on for years. Yeah. So that's good. good. Just more content for YouTube providers out there. 
Just ask Pit. Just ask Pitbull. Mm-hmm. It all started with the yeah. Wizard of Oz, didn't it? Yeah. Hopefully, if he got the vaccine, if Pitbull got the vaccine, it might be able to hold his phone better using the magnets. <laughs> um, tell you what, guys, good podcast last week. Oh, thank you for that. Oh, about time you acknowledged well, after giving me a week of pain. Um, well, I mean, it was a real, real great prep action from you, like the way you threw the cot, the toys out of the cot when I gave you a bit of feedback. Um, just want us to be better. Yeah. yeah, but if you want us to do something, at least tell us before the podcast. Don't tell us <laughs> off for not doing something after we haven't been told not to do it. No, no, you you didn't promote. Um, PCW enough for my yeah. liking. Yeah, but you didn't tell no, us no, to do no. that. I shouldn't. No, have no, to. he doesn't have to tell. He doesn't have to tell. That's, that was they had a big show. I'll uh, I'll take a brunt of the blame. I did run the write the run sheet, and I did have it in my head. But big dude energy took over Tony, and uh, it turned into a mayhem uh, promotion uh, podcast. Uh, we'll talk about PCW because they did knock it out of the park on Saturday night. I did watch it on fight on Sunday afternoon. So we'll talk a bit more about that. Um, yeah. Rocking up to the podcast that, that would help with a little bit more professionalism as well. well ladies and gentlemen, on behalf of myself and my co-hosts and also our sponsors, Australian wrestling network, we sincerely apologize for not promoting PCW's, Big show on Fight TV last week. Enough on our podcast last week. It wasn't our intention. It was not deliberate. We didn't try to avoid the situation at all. It was just something that was a sincere overlook by myself and my co-host of the day, Lyle. It wasn't. It was fucking by... Lyle. I'm not blaming you, Tony. No, no, that's no, all right. No, it was I'm, all I'm, Lyle. I'm, I'm going to accept responsibility. <laughs> so, if anyone what? was offended at PCW in regards yeah. to the fact that we didn't promote the fight coverage enough. We sincerely apologise and hope that this doesn't affect uh, you or any of your staff coming on our podcast in the future. You're just lucky they what? sold out, Tony. Is that what the lawyers said we had to say? Was that close enough? Uh, um, yep. No, you were, meant to, you were meant to be more contrite, but I think that'll hopefully... Um, oh, that was contrite. Um, <laughs> but look, Tony, I know you got the shits, but you didn't cop the verbal barrage that Lyle copped off me. Like, I didn't leave it at that- just the... Just the inbox with Lyle. He comes at both that, barrels. Yeah. Yeah. A, li- a little bit of behind the scenes stuff. Our DMs were going, well, our uh, podcast group chat was going off between uh, Tony and Welshie arguing and abusing each other. I seriously which I know we could tell. We, we could tell. Had, we, had I, I have been to him? As soon as you started sucking, Tony, I was always <laughs> going to just keep attacking you. Had I, I want been to know on Saturday, I, seriously, there would have been an unannounced match. Well, you wouldn't have won it. <laughs> How would you know? <laughs> I've seen once the way I, you move. Once I get the splash on, mate, you ain't getting me off. You got to catch uh, me. No, no. Well, Tony, your knee would have. My, my knee's. My knee. I worked, well, I'd work the knee. Work the knee. Nah, the magnet would have got stuck. You would have need him. Exactly. You would have need him too hard. And, um, no, I'm I really. Anyway, I'm really excited about this week's guest. All right, time to catch up with our first guest. Of course, he is one half of the Brat Pack. And also forging well, out, no. Well, I mean, yes and no. You're on hiatus. The brat we'll back. Get, we'll, we'll get, get into, into it. this. <laughs> yeah, good. He's also forging out a very strong singles career as well at the moment, throughout uh, the wrestling circles in Victoria and Australia. His name is Mitch Waterman, and he joins us now for a chat. Hello, Mitch. How are you? Good. How are you guys? 
Yeah, we're all well. Thank you, mate. Uh, Good. Singles wrestling. What's it like? Yep. It's different. Very different. I haven't done much of it yet. So uh, it's a new challenge. Uh, every, I feel like, how many singles matches I had this year? Like three, maybe? One was against Robbie Eagles. One was against... Uh, Slex. Slex. <laughs> uh, you don't muck around with the no, low card. Exactly. Yeah. The <laughs> so I've been thrown in the deep end. I mean, my name's Waterman, so it's probably fitting. But yeah, I've been thrown in the deep end with it. It's good. It's good. Um, what, what, so just on, on that, though, what is the difference between someone who's been involved in tag team wrestling for a, a fair bit of time and being a singles wrestler, is it just not having that partner to bounce off? Um, yeah, it's very, very different in a lot of different ways. Like um, even just being out there, I feel like the interaction with the crowd is different because like, if you think about it, one person's in the ring, the other person is like connecting with everyone on the outside. Whereas in, in singles action, you don't have that. Uh, and I feel like the cardio is really different, as silly as that sounds. The cardio is strangely different, but um, it, it's up to scratch now, so that's good. Um, I know that um, we're going to get heavily into your MCW work because that's where you are absolutely killing it at the moment. But I want to talk about when you were in Underworld a couple of years ago um, and you had you were probably the most over guy there. Um, how much did that singles run prepare you for this one? Underworld was uh, was good for me, like very good for me. Um, I actually, uh, I had a singles run before that that kind of prepared me for that and actually um, prepared me for Brat Pack. I had a singles run in NAW um, as a bad guy that went really, really well. And that's kind of uh, what put me in position to start working different places and that's what set me up to go elsewhere even with mcw um but underworld was different because underworld was the first time someone has said to me uh we've got this idea for a character we want you to be this character um and for me i've always just kind of been an extension of myself at the time whoever that person is because we we change constantly as people right yeah uh, but for the first time uh they gave me a character and I kind of, you, you saw it molding and morphing and seeing, saw me become more and more comfortable with it as the shows were going on. And I, it's a shame that the shows ended because I was having a lot of fun with it. And actually the character was going to evolve a lot um, in terms of look, in terms of attitude, everything. Um, we're really just getting started. So, you know, it's a shame it went under, but I still learned a lot from that. And I'm sure there's stuff from there that you didn't get to do that you'll be able to incorporate into your singles work now. For sure. What's the the biggest change up you've had to make for yourself? You know, going from tag team to singles this time round. Like obviously the cardio is you know longer distance, not short and sharp, like tagging in and out. But um, like character wise, or what are you looking forward to the most this time round? Um. I guess what I've had to change the most is my mindset because as a real life person, nearly my entire wrestling run, I've been in tag teams. Like I started off in a tag team with Damien Rivers, H2O. Uh, when I started branching out elsewhere, I was in all these random teams everywhere. Uh, then I guess on a, on a bigger independent scale with MCW, the entire time I've been in the tag team. 
Um, Ring so, of Honor. Ring of Honor, even. Exactly. The, the entire time, every next step I've taken, it's been in the tag team. This is the first time in my life where I feel like in wrestling, I'm taking another step, but it's by myself this time. And um, that takes real life mental preparation, right? Because that's scary for real. Like you're getting thrown into the deep end and you're either going to do well or you're not. Um, so that's been my biggest change. Like just believing in myself and being okay with being by myself. And also this time around too, the expectation on you as a singles wrestler would be so much more than what it would have been three or four or five years ago. Hugely, hugely. Like the landscape's completely changed at MCW. In my opinion, it's the number one Indian all of Australia, uh, just in terms of like being known worldwide uh, and the presentation of it all, how professional it is. Like if you guys watch the On Demand, uh, which you can catch, by the way, Winter Warfare, cheeky little plug, Winter Warfare On Demand, uh, that'll be on Fight TV July 18th at 7 p.m. So you don't want to miss that. Um, we love anything on of, Fight TV. We think it's fantastic. Fight TV is awesome. That's an awesome opportunity for us. But uh, on such a big scale, um, like MCW, what was your question again? I completely, that the pre- just, just <laughs> mushed the, my brain. The pressure and the expectation on you now as a, as a singles wrestler, as yeah. opposed to when you started three, four, five years ago. Yeah, so the pressure is completely different because this is on a, on a bigger scale. Um, we have people watching from all over the world. Now we're on Fight TV. Uh, and there's a big spotlight on us. There's a lot of talk right now within the Australian scene about what happens with MCW. Like, uh, where do we go from here with guys like Brooksy and Slack signing and, and going overseas? There's all these spots that need to be filled, right? So who's going to step up and who's going to step aside? So I've got an opportunity now to step up. And that, there's a lot of pressure in that because the quality of MCW for the past nine, 10 years has been top level. So there's an expectation. Whereas when I first started at NAW and had a singles run, like there were no expectations at, at all. Yeah. It was, I'm a brand new kid in wrestling. This is an opportunity for you to learn. Uh, I feel like this is a bit different. Um, even things like, um, and you're talking about bigger stage now, um, things like moving from video on demand to fight TV, um, it makes you a lot more accessible so there's going to be a lot more eyes on you it's much easier i much prefer to click on fire tv and watch the show than to have to go to vimeo find it all that sort of stuff um is the roster excited for these opportunities i hope so i hope so um i i'm a bit i keep to myself a little bit um i'm friends with a few of the boys and whatnot and and the people i'm close to were excited but i i hope everybody realize how big of an opportunity this really is. So, you know, I think, I think everyone is excited because logically like fight TV is huge. You are, you go watch ring of on the ring of honor on there, for example, and on the recommended will be PWA. And now there will be MCW. So that's huge. And um, it's probably, I don't want to speak out of school because I know nothing, but it's probably that toe in the water to eventually and I think by the end of the year, I'd expect to see MCW streaming live. Um, obviously, you can't say anything if you know or you don't know if I'm right or wrong. But um, I think that's what the fans are excited for, these these incremental steps forward. Yeah, I'm sure that's the direction everything will be going on uh, because that's what everyone else is doing now, right? Live stream. Uh, 
that's that's the future. That's the new wave. So I'm sure we'll be on top of that soon. Mitch, we see MCW from the outside as fans of the sport and people who who go to the events. And this year, I think it's fair to say that we've seen a little bit of a a slower start for MCW in 2021, the, the change of ownership. And I suppose it's been more of a, a working into the, the new direction of the company. Has that also been felt by the wrestlers backstage as well? I, uh, I think it is felt, but I think it has to happen. Um, if, if a train gets derailed, it's not going to come back and go the same speed it was when it got derailed, right? Like you're going to slowly speed up again. Uh, COVID made everything reset for everybody. Um, I don't think it would make sense for us to come back out like nothing happened. Um, I think we're in a rebuilding phase. I think the whole country is in a rebuilding phase, the whole world. Uh, so I think it's logical that we did that. And I think in time, it'll pay off and it'll be appreciated. Well, the, the one thing that didn't slow down is the actual match quality at MCW, which is True. as good as it's ever been. Um, and that's been really pleasing because there's been so many new faces to see you guys all still knocking out of the park is um, a credit to everybody. I want to talk about ballroom brawl. Um, I was at the show and we, Tony mentioned the, the sort of the, the restart for MCW. It was the first time where I've had no idea who's going to win. Um, and three or four times you guys fooled me and I thought uh, Richie was going to win. Then I thought Lockie was going to win. And stupidly, I didn't consider that the tag team wrestler was going to win. Um, what was that night like for you? Uh, it was crazy. Um, it was crazy. The fact that uh, I was in the ballroom brawl for quite a long time. We got to you, that end stretch. What number did you come in? What early, number early. did I come in? It was quite early. Yeah, I was in there for a little bit. Um Got kicked in the uh, is this this PG podcast? No, no, okay. Well, anyway, I got kicked in my water stick by uh, Edward Dusk, who I'm facing this Saturday night at MCW. If you want to check that one out, but um, you could have said penis, we would have accepted that. I could have said penis, but you know, I prefer water stick. Water stick, uh, trademark that, yeah, that's good. There's that, there's merch in that, yeah, (laughs) um. But yeah, the boring brawl was special. Like you could feel the uncertainty and energy in the room towards the end of the rumble. Um, and being in the center of all that energy was pretty insane, especially when I won. When I, as soon as I hit that super kick on Lockie and, and threw him out, the reception I got was absolutely insane. Um, I've never felt anything like that before. And I got legitimately emotional in the ring because with so long off, you just, especially with me, I'm not, I'm not huge on social media. Like I'm just, not. it's not you. It's not me. Um, so over such a long stretch, like COVID, you, you kind of start playing games in your mind. Like do people care anymore? Do they remember? And when that happened, it, it caught me off guard. It felt like a tsunami of energy just crashing into me in the ring and, it, that was one of the craziest moments of my life. I've never felt something like that before. You said you got emotional yeah. in the ring. Was it like, this is it? This is where it starts right here type emotion? I don't know what it was. I really don't. Like, I think I was just, I was just in the moment 
for once, like I was really just in the moment and I don't know what the emotion was. I think it was a lot of things, right? Like I saw like my mum in the crowd jumping up, like jumping, like crying, like people in the crowd crying. Wow. And like, I think just, I think it just all hit me. And I, when I sat down in the ring, I think I just appreciated it. I really appreciated it. It was yeah. a very real moment for the audience and you. And I feel like that came across. I feel like it was a shared experience between you and the fans. Yeah, that's how I felt. I felt like we were all one for, for that second. Like we were all feeling the exact same thing. Um, I think just everyone's seen my journey. Uh, like, I guess my close circle have seen some of the struggles and stuff, but through thick and thin, no matter what's going on in my personal life or even in my career, like the fans have been there and, and seen me all through that. They've always supported. They've always cheered the Brat Pack. And now to see something they probably didn't think they were going to see, but was surprised how much they cared when it happened. Like, I think it was a cool moment. Yeah. We, we, we were sitting front row, uh, much to Welch's. Uh, yeah. I wasn't happy about front, front row. row. But we, <laughs> we could feel the energy. Like, obviously, wrestling fans love a surprise. And to see a guy that's busted his ass in that ring, you know, for four or five years and get that elation. And, yeah, it was. It was like all of us were in on together celebrating this real moment. Um, did that ease the uh, anxiousness of going out on your own? And like you mentioned, the, you know, the mind playing tricks only during COVID will the fans really care? Did that uh, release the, all those thoughts? I think it did for the night. Like after I was feeling real good, had a few beers with boys, like um, that night, I think it did. But after that, uh, I think the pressure in my head nearly doubled because it's like, that's how excited they were for you to get this shot. Like now you can't screw it up. (laughs) Like now you got (laughs) to knock everything out of the park just like you did there. Um. One label has been thrown on you for a really long time. And every time Mitch Waterman comes up when you're talking wrestling, um, everyone who's a good, good air quotes, good judge of wrestling is like really high on you. And the word underrated, underrated, underrated always comes up. I think it's time now and that, that, that label gets thrown in the bin and you just, it's your time to be the guy and, and just be Mitch Waterman. He's an amazing performer. What are your thoughts on the underrated tag? Yeah. um, I don't buy into that kind of stuff a lot. Like, I think, I think a lot of time, a lot of the time as fans, we forget what we're watching. Like we're watching, when we go to an independent show and we support, we're watching people grow. They're in the growing phases. So even though maybe I've been, a good a good wrestler quote-unquote for four years uh it doesn't mean i was ready to be at the top level of um higher ranking promotions right we need to take our time and get there um and i think this has come at a good time this has come at a time where that label is hopefully going to be gone because i'm a completely different performer now than i was when people were saying i was a good wrestler i'm a completely different person uh, I don't think I could have handled it at that point. So I think that label is going to be gone, but 
I don't think that label is necessarily fair when we say that sometimes. Like, I think a lot of people think they deserve things and maybe in their mind at the time they think they're ready, they're probably not. So underrated, maybe. Developing, yeah. I think that's the better way to put it. It's a really good answer. So can I ask a question about the Brat Pack? Because I got told off at the start for benching it. <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> ask away. What's, uh, what's happening? Where are you guys at? Is it a hiatus or is it a split or where are we at? Uh, I don't know how much I can talk about it. Um, I think there's no harm in me saying that, uh, you know, Nick's not going to be around for a little bit. He's just taking some time to himself and that's completely fine. Um, but other than that, yeah, there's not much, not much really to say. Um, yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I can't give you a better no. answer than that. No, but. I mean, look, I don't think it'll ever be goodbye for the Brat Pack, personally. I don't think so either. I think it's always just, I'll see you later. Yeah. Um, and there's still going to be opportunities, I think, um, down the track for you, to, you guys to, to tell many more stories as teammates as well as opponents. Well, on that as well, like, pre-pandemic, right before COVID, uh, we were overseas with Ring of Honor exactly. as a tag team. So when the world opens back up, it would it would probably be silly not to explore like what we can do as a team when the whole world's open. Um, it's it's your best ticket, yeah, because because um it's a it's an act that works and you know it works. Um and as you've as you've mentioned, you're only going to be a better wrestler in twelve months' time than what you are today. Exactly. And um. Obviously, Nick is going to be one of your biggest supporters. While he takes his own time away from the ring, he'll be a big supporter, a cheerleader during your singles run. That's for sure. Oh, for sure. We still we still chat all the time, like nearly every single day. Um, legitimately, one of my best friends in real life. Like he's 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 the unit, but like underneath all that like he's a very very good person and like loyal to no end like if he's got a small he's like kind of like me he's got a really small circle but if you're in it like he'll be there for you he's that dude will pick you up at 4am if you need like he's that guy yeah I think I might have seen his head in the in the audience on Saturday night actually potentially Um. (laughs) potentially there may have been rumors of the unit um (laughs) I want to. I wanted to thank you as well for Saturday night because you. Um, I'm going to mention it later, but there was a little kid that was there, a friend of mine's son who um, has been going through a tough time, and and you uh, made his night really special. So I wanted to thank you for that as well. No worries. That was special for me too. <laughs> that's it's cool to be able to do stuff like that. Um, something else cool that you did, and I know that you've been stepping in the ring with. Australia's best wrestlers most recently, um, guys who are well-traveled and are signed overseas. On Saturday night, you got in the ring with a guy having his second match who, who looks like he could be a future star of Australian wrestling. What's that like for you to, to on one hand, be reaching for the stars and then to be, a week later, helping a guy realize his dreams? It's crazy. It's um, it's very, very strange, but it's very, very cool because it seems like yesterday that I was that kid having my first singles match uh, against Fox, um, who now is, you know, helping run Mayhem. 
that's one of his students. Uh, so for me, that was really full circle in a weird way, but really cool. Like as much as I can learn from being in the ring uh, with guys like Robbie Eagles and Slex, which like make no mistake, like I learned a lot from being in there with those guys. Um, I learned just as much being in there with a kid like Santiago, um, who's super talented, but like I said, with development, right? We just need people to help put the pieces together for him. Um, you need to learn on the job and that's what he's, that's what he's doing. That's his first step. So I was super excited for him and I was super excited to get the chance to do something like that. That's the, that's the same reason um, I'm helping out training guys at the Academy, just because it's all well and dandy to be reaching for the stars, but like with a lot of these really big names in Melbourne wrestling, you know, potentially moving on soon. Like I want to make sure there's still a scene here after them and after me even. Right. So I want to help build that. I want to be a part of that. It's a very different skill set. Um, it's, it's almost easier to be brought up to a, a Slex's level, um, but it's a, it's a much more difficult skill set to then be the guy who's teaching the younger guy and bringing him up to your level. And that's, that's obviously an area that everyone needs to grow in to be the top guy. So it's, a, it's, it's really good for your development. Exactly right. And what, what's it like uh, wrestling the family friendly shows like of oh, mayhem? Yeah, I would say obviously not the big Thornbury Theatre, MCW, 700 uh, wrestling fans going nuts. You got kids running around screaming, just baby face hot, and heels. There's a hot crowd. Oh, it's an amazing crowd Saturday night. What, you, you enjoy being in front of crowds like that? I love it. I absolutely love it. Um, yeah, I have maybe the most fun in front of crowds like that and crowds like that are where the brat pack developed like everyone saw us at mcw all the time but we were wrestling every weekend multiple times a weekend and if we weren't we were traveling to sydney new south wales wrestling in barns like that's where you practice that's where you learn and like i've learned to just love shows like that i wish they happened more often uh especially in melbourne because it's my absolute favorite i love it we uh, from a, a guy who understands tag team wrestling and pretty well. You've seen a few tag teams over your time and been involved. Very shortly, we're going to catch up with uh, the two boys from Big Dude Energy, who we spoke to last week about their debut. And we're going to talk to them about how that match went for them. You may not have seen the match, but from my understanding, you would have heard the pop that they received. They were uh, they were taken with thumbs up. Yeah, seems like it. Yeah, I, I didn't see the match. Um, I was warming up and whatnot, but I, I heard I heard the reaction. Um, I think I think that's great. Honestly, like the, the more up and coming talent we have, the better. It makes it more competitive, and that makes everyone need to get better. So that's good. It's a um, match made in heaven for uh, Big Dude Energy versus the Brat Pack in 12, 18 months' time. That's, exactly. Uh, <laughs> wrestling fans will be talking about the energy from the both those teams colliding. Yeah. I think that'll be huge, Tony. Um, Edward Dusk this week. Uh, I know that he kicked you in the water stick when you were in the Rumble, but have you uh, have you had the chance to wrestle him one on one before? Uh no, never. So this is the first time, time ever match. I think it'll yep. be a sleeper for match of the night. I think so too. Which is uh, 
yeah, I'm looking forward to it a lot. Um, and I like that feeling where it feels like a bit of a sleeper because uh, it motivates me and annoys me a little bit. Uh, honestly, annoys me a little bit. That's because good. Like what you said before, like if, if, if some of these people are so underrated, why are people still sleeping on us? So everyone come Saturday night, watch. If not, watch the On Demand, July 18th, 7 p.m. Uh, because I think, yeah, I think we're going to have a hell of a match. Well, styles make matches and you two wrestle very different to each other. And I think that's where you guys are going to be able to tell this really good story. You're on that trajectory at the moment where, um, I mean, you've won the ballroom brawl. You've got a shot at the title in your future. Um, if people aren't watching Mitch Waterman, they're um, dropping the ball. Exactly. You said it, not me. <laughs> <laughs> Talking about this COVID era at the moment, last year was pretty simple for everyone. We knew that nothing was happening for such a long period of time and 2020 was all done and dusted. How's 2021 been for wrestlers in regards to the stop-start occasion and the fact that you know you're going to wrestle in two weeks and then all of a sudden that gets pulled because of restrictions and you train then for the next one and you're ready to go into state and then you can't do that because you might not be able to get back. To an extent, has 2021 been harder? In 2020? I was about to say, 2021's, for me, nearly been, I wouldn't say harder. Like, uh, 2020 was hard mentally, but 2021's been very frustrating. Like, very frustrating. As someone who just had all this momentum um, and the stop-start happening, it just, it throws spanners in the works that are just... Frustrating. There's no other way to put it. We spoke about this last night at training. Um, I guess, you know, we just need to learn to be more patient sometimes. I think I think that's something for me. I just need to let it be and stop worrying about, ah, oh, it could have been this, it could have been that, and just it is what it is and and let it be. But, yeah, to answer your question, it, it, it's been frustrating, to yeah. say the least. You mentioned that you've been helping out down the academy, which I think is really good news for the next generation. Who, who are we? Have we not seen yet that you think um, is going to make a a bit of a splash in the next twelve months? Uh, Tony Vellani. Yeah, I think Tony Vellani. I actually posted about it last night. I think Tony Vellani is. Uh, uh, I was about to use the term. I said I don't like underrated. He's ready to go. He's ready. To go. <laughs> he's, he's ready to go. He's. I don't think he's underrated. He, he just hasn't had the eyes on him yet, right? He hasn't had that, that in-ring time that I was talking about in those little towns everywhere. Um, COVID's affected it. him. COVID's affected oh, him yeah. probably more than anyone because he was ready to, to do that travel last year. He's, he's starting to. Yep, he's starting um, to, and he'll get it done. But he, he gets it. I think that's a big thing. He understands the game. How important is MCW Fusion going to be for those guys? For guys like Tony, I think it's going to be very important for guys like them. Yeah, even for more experienced guys, it's great to be in that role. Like what I was with Santiago this this past weekend. Like it's going to be very important for everyone. And I think you'll see a lot of faces starting to come up uh, with a world of potential guys who you wouldn't even know their name right now. Um, they'll start getting little opportunities here and there, and we've got some guys who are going to be very good. And girls, some very exciting. talented people. That's exciting. 
It is exciting. Mitch, it's been great having you on. Congratulations on the restart of your singles career so far. It's been exciting to watch, and I'm sure there's going to be some fantastic matches and some great wins to come in the very near future. Appreciate your time, mate. Thank you. No worries. Thanks for having me, guys. Take it easy. Mitch Thanks, Waterman Mitch. joining us here on The Turnbuckle. I like your pants around your feet And I like the dirt that's on your knees And I like the way you still say please While you're looking up at me You're like my favourite damn disease And I love the places that we go And welcome back to part two of the program. That's the third time we've had Mitch Waterman on, and he he seems like a really shy sort of kid, doesn't he? Which is surprising because his character's pretty big inside the ring, isn't it? I think, um, look, I mean, I think if you meet Mitch, he's quite shy, but I think that when you talk to him on air, he's like he's, he's really growing into himself as a performer, and I think that he answers all the questions really well. He's thoughtful. Um, and when I was at the ballroom brawl and he won, um, I was shocked, but also automatically knew at the moment that it was the right decision, yeah. which I guess is the sign of, you know, a well-booked rumble. Yeah, well, as wrestling fans, we don't know what we want. Um, but being there that night, front and centre with my uh, mate Welshy, cheering, grabbing the barricade, um, it was amazing. Uh, next to me who didn't... Un- the bloke next to me who didn't unfold his arms all night. You can't, you can't uh, make everyone happy. And well, I don't know. For three hours, he didn't uncross his arms. I could, I don't know how he got home that night. He would have been that stiff. Oh, I got a theory. I got a theory. I reckon he had sweaty armpits and he was just covering. Oh, hundred percent. He didn't want to be. Uh, he didn't want on TV. To anyone. He's pit, he's uh, pit didn't want, yeah, he did that, or maybe he had a little bit of odor. And I well, let's face it. Maybe he was upset that he had to sit next to us. Well, we, you know, we were fanboys on the night. We were out <laughs> of control. For our front row. Uh, it was a different experience. Not we're in Jules' territory. We want to do all the time, but um, no. Uh, well, at least Brett, we've done it. Yeah, well, we said, yeah, that's right. The only thing missing was a couple of dim sims sitting front row, and it would have been a, a magnificent Tim, night. Tony's the dim sim eater. I am very much so. Still gutted for the fact that I wasn't able to go to that uh, place in Thornbury and have the Dim Sim Festival cancelled by COVID. <laughs> One of the worst decisions ever. Well, I heard that you and Pitbull were protesting outside. No, no, no. He was no. protesting COVID. You were protesting the Dim Sim Festival not being open. Yeah. Wow. All right, let's get into other bits of news. Uh, sad to hear about Terry Funk. And the fact he's dealing with dementia. Yeah, um, it is really sad because the word legend gets thrown around a lot in wrestling. But uh, like I read a stat the other day, there's only one man who's wrestled um, The Rock, as well as Rocky Johnson, as well as Peter Maivia, and that man's Terry Funk. It's yeah, an amazing stat to me. Yeah, that's crazy. Um, yeah, guy like. Obviously, being in Australia, we didn't get a lot of NWA and stuff like that. So going back through his career once it was sort of over, 
um, you know, retrospectively, you know, just gelled to any any scene that was going on, whatever the uh, the wrestling was going on at the time. Like when he went to ECW, getting those tapes as a teenager and seeing this old man, crazy old man, um, doing moonsaults and, you know, hearing the lore of the hardcore tapes from Japan, him and Cactus Jack. I grew up. I grew up hearing stories of the funks from my old man. Yeah, um, so it, you know you see loved, him in wrestling loved, magazines, but yeah, um, believability. Uh, he always he always had in the ring. Um, you know the crazy run that him and Mick Foley had on WWE TV during the Attitude Era was always fun. Chainsaw Charlie. Um, was always fun. Terry Funk with a stocking on his head, amazing. Yeah, it was so good. Um, you know, but I think my first introduction to him would have been in the Patrick Swayze movie Roadhouse. I would have good seen movie. him there. Great good movie. movie. Good movie. Great movie. Um, I don't want to say who, the word underrated. Who would have uh, thought that um he'd out he'd outlive Patrick Swayze? Well, yeah, Rest, wrestling's safer than dancing, I guess. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> but no, yeah. So I had no idea at the time, being a young kid, that he was a wrestler. Just then, well, so times wrestling either. magazines. Um, yeah. So yeah, it's sad. Um, being you know mid seventies, I think at the minute. Mm. I know Tommy Dreamer did have a phone call with him today, and said he seems to be in good spirits. So yeah, fingers crossed. Yeah, thoughts um, of the family. Definitely. Yeah, exactly right, uh, Jimmy. Uso needs to get off the grog. Or just get an Uber. Or just get an um, Uber. <laughs> yeah. You don't have to get look, off the grog. You just no, don't have no, to get look, behind a wheel. Another DUI. There's obviously an issue um, yeah, that definitely. he's going to have to deal with because you don't, you don't, to get caught this often drink driving, how often is he actually doing it? That's what worries me. Yeah. Um, and he blew a fair bit over the limit. Like, um, yeah, I just hope he gets some help. Yeah, well, him being caught is lucky. Um, better to be caught than easily, to kill a family. That's it. Yeah, no one's been hurt. Yeah, hopefully, hope he's got a good support network around him, get the help that he needs. Um, yeah, because it's not a one-off, that's for sure. Great news for Tony Storm having a dark match on Raw. Yeah, so it's interesting to see all of the names that have been getting there. They're going to Raw and having dark matches. Tony Storm probably doesn't need a dark match. I think she's already done a fair bit, but hopefully um, it's a sign that she's maybe going to get some more money and work on the main roster. Because yeah, she's, sort of, well, she's sort of floating on NXT because she's not in the title picture and she's, she's just there having good matches. So hopefully this is a good step forward for her. Yeah, more people are getting called up. You know, Bronson uh, the week before, you know, Vince and the writing team want to get a look. Obviously, they got to replace people on the bigger shows. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah uh, replace all the people. It, but... they, they replace all the people they sacked. Yeah, that's right. So, who is the person formerly known as Elliot Sexton? Tony Modra. No, he's not Tony Modra. Another no. name change. Duke the Dumpster. No, sorry, not Duke the Dumpster. Duke Hudson. Duke Hudson. And he's um, been entered into the 
that I forget what the tournament's called. NX, NXT Breakout Tournament, which there starts you go. next week, Tony. That's uh, where um, Bronson Reed got his first taste of um, of success, and we knew that they had to, um, they had plans for him. So it's it's good to see him finally being presented to the NXT sort of crowd and TV audience. Yeah, when they brought him out, they brought the I think it was eight wrestlers for this tournament. They brought him out on NXT. I tell you what, uh, Duke did look all his smugness best uh, standing there with the other seven contestants for this tournament. Like, he wasn't happy to be there and surrounded by these lesser men. The brains. Uh, yes. Uh, <laughs> yeah, de- good to see him finally get a, get his opportunity. I think... And a couple of, like, almost, like... Yeah. It's his yeah, fourth but... name in two years. What was wrong with Tony Modra? The Tony Modra uh, wasn't... The real Tony Modra wasn't... Oh, no, he wasn't happy, but... <laughs> Um, uh, what was wrong with Elliot Sexton? Well, what was yeah. wrong with Brendan Vink? Yeah, well, you've got to be able to trademark these. WWE. I don't, I don't mind this name. I think it's... Yeah, um, this, this one's fine. What is it? Duke Hudson. Duke yeah. Hudson. It's like a... It's, it's got a, like a real 1950s matinee idol yeah. sound about it. And he's got the jawline to go with it. So oh, um, I think this could be a good name. Get that country and western music happening as he comes in. It'll be great. I don't know if it'll be country and western, but um, <laughs> I think uh, I see. Like he's a very talented man. So, hmm. uh, mayhem, great night on Saturday night, and congratulations as you mentioned before, Walshy. Uh, you had a friend there with. Oh look, don't congratulate no, a wrestling fan. No, but I mean, congratulations to mayhem for the work oh, that they did with definitely that young so, man. Yeah, I alluded it to it briefly with uh, with Mitch. Um, a friend of mine's son has uh, he's five or six years old, and he's been in hospital in and out for three years with leukemia, uh, which is horrible to see a family going through. It's and I grew up with um, with his dad, so I spoke to JXT and uh, organised for Mayhem to sort of rally around the family a little bit. So before the show, um, little Hunter got there and all the wrestlers were sort of lined up around the ring and gave him motivation as he, as he walked around and stepped in a wrestling ring for the first time. Fantastic. He's mad on wrestling. Um, got a few photos with Mitch Waterman and uh, Richie Taylor and young Santiago, the uh, who, who I think is going to be a, a really good wrestler. Um, and then after the show, which he loved, by the way, I think they'll definitely be back as a family. Um, after the show, when we're leaving, um, I want to give a shout out to Ali, who um, who gave uh, Hunter some merch off his table, and then Erica Reed, who went out of her way to make a real connection with him, and he's been talking about it for three days. Um, so, like, honestly, from from myself personally, and from Hunter and his family, I can't thank Mayhem Pro and every member of that roster enough for what they did for a kid who's gone through a horrible time and a family that have been going through it with him. Beautiful stuff. Well said. Uh, so that was outside the ring, inside the ring at Mayhem. A pretty good show from all reports. Oh, it was a hell of a lot of fun, Tony. A hell of a lot of fun. Like I took My old man came, my, my two kids and my two nephews. They just, they just had a ball. Yeah. Simple, family-friendly wrestling, and it was a hot crowd. 
It was like that crowd had been dying for, for a wrestling show in the town hall. There's not much to do in not, not much to do in back of Smash Live. No. It, it was a cold night as well, so the building was hot. The building was hot. No, it was yeah, a really a great night. You know, seeing some young up and comers, you know, gaining experience, you know, and seeing some of the experienced guys on the card as well. Yeah, I thought all the matches were good. Yeah. It, fun is the right word, Lyle. Um, it was a really fun show. Um, yeah. There were some surprises. Sid and Erica both arriving unannounced. As always, like I'm always happy to see both of them on the show. Um, for me, seeing so many young wrestlers who having their first and second match um, not look out of place and like uh, seeing. Um, the the more experienced wrestlers working within their limitations, doing some fun comedy spots and um, and really helping them develop. It, it was a joy to watch, and I think the Mayhem Pro guys, so um, and the Relentless Pro Wrestling guys, they're onto a winner. They're really onto yeah. something. Excellent stuff. Great to hear. The more good promotions we have around the world the better everyone will be, no doubt about it. What's coming up with MCW, boys? Winter Warfare. Winter Warfare. This Saturday night, Tony? This Saturday night? They've sold out my dream match. They've sold, well, they've sold out on the back of that dream match. Um, Mitch they did sold out before it. they announced the dream match. <laughs> Just trying to pump up your dream match. Um, yeah, obviously you can't get tickets if you haven't got one, but you can catch the replay on fight tv well you have to now because gore is wrestling against royce chambers and i swear those two are going to do something you've never seen before yeah i don't know i've got no idea what it is yeah but something's going to happen in that match that'll be the most gift worthy thing in australian wrestling for the year um and i'm going to give gore shit until he does something he he could throw he could throw royce through the ceiling um, because I'm pretty sure, like, oh, Tony, you didn't know, Gore got rid of the uh, the jorts because he knew. Oh, did he? George, yeah, he got that's, rid of them. He's got a a fighting trunks, fighting trunks now. So it looks like he's put on 20 kilos of solid muscle, Tony, just wow. with a short change. That's for, maybe, that's for working out with Welshy. He yelled at maybe. me. He yelled at me on Saturday night. Yeah, I seen. I did see that. Maybe you should drop the jorts gimmick as well, Tony, and put some. No, no, no. I'm happy with it. Okay. Yeah, I, All right. Well. They, I'm just going to point out the reason that Tony won't drop the jorts is he refuses to buy an extra pair of pants. That's he's fair. the biggest tight ass. Yeah. He's had those jorts since Bret Hart had his jorts. He's had his jorts since they were fashionable. Yeah. Yeah. With Bret Hart. Correct. Bret Hart still wears his. <laughs> um, um, no, but you've got Mitch Waterman versus uh, Mitch, Mitch Waterman versus Edward Dusk, um, which will be. As I've said, that's an opportunity to be match of the night as well. Um, I think Rocky Monero's on the card. Um, I'm sure you've got it in front of you, Lyle. Oh, yeah, Ke- Kelly, much more Kellyanne's got a, the open challenge, which is, continues. Mile High Club, which had a, oh, barn, burner, be a uh, barn burner last weekend, which we've already spoken to the BDE boys, uh, the Praya. No, you're about and to the, natural... to the BDE boys, aren't you? About to. Uh <laughs> So Mile High Club versus the Natural Classics versus the Praia from Adelaide. 
That's going to be the great. The Perea, I love the Perea too. So I'm, yeah, I'm such a great to that act. As well. Such a good act. Um, the more they can come to Melbourne, the better for us wrestling fans. They're always a hit when they're on a show uh, that we can get to see. So yeah, looking forward to it. It's going to be a really good mat- uh, night of matches, Tony. Very much looking forward to it. Unfortunately, I won't be there. Got footy on at the MCG, but I'll uh, try and catch up with Fight TV and uh, that later on. UPW, who are they? Where are they? And where do you see the bra and panties match? Where do you see it? What's happening there? What's that all about? United Pro Wrestling in Queensland, Tony. Yeah. Uh, Promoting a bra and panties match in 2021. Yeah, I've done some digging. I've done some digging, Lyle. Okay, okay. And I've been told on good authority that the mystery opponent for the bra and panties match is going to be is going to be a guy in drag. And I'm not sure if that makes it better or much, much fucking worse. Listen, I, I went through the comments on their their Facebook page, and there was a lot of defending, and there was a lot of shit canning like lit i'm a white straight male in 2021 who am i to say yes or no to this my only worry is like because the defense was jinx had asked for this match so that's fair enough if she wants it and that and that's fine my worry is what happens to the young female talent later down the line feeling pressured that they may have to do something similar um I mean, I don't think she's going to lose. No, no, so, but... Did, but, yeah, I think um, I think the sexualization of a woman to get her on a wrestling show, those days are behind us. Yeah. Um, I'm not saying girl can't be attractive. I'm saying that it's unfair that that, that, the, that that would be the prerequisite to get on a show because there's a lot of ugly blokes that get on shows. So, hang on. So, I don't understand that. What do you mean that was the prerequisite? They she wouldn't go on the show unless they gave her a bra and panties match. No, no, no. I'm saying I'm saying that being sexy shouldn't be the prerequisite to getting booked. Like being attractive. Like no, I of think of course it shouldn't be. Yeah. But... And and I think we're past those days. Um, so I'd prefer personally, I'd prefer not to see a bra and panties match. Um, but we will see what happens. I guess we won't because I won't watch the show. But someone no, will see I just, it. I just, back. I just think it's out. It's outdated. 2021. What the wrestling industry in Australia and worldwide went through with the speaking out movement. I just feel this is the optics the of it don't look like, great. Uh, we've heard of UPW now because I hadn't fucking heard of them before. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I. Uh, yeah, and I'll probably never hear about them again. All right, enough of that. Uh, we just on a final note. Uh, uh, so other, actually, firstly, in other news, Tony's just booked tickets to Queensland. <laughs> totally unrelated, <laughs> and unrelated. it's just a coincidence. Please don't get me started. <laughs> uh, you can't go there; it's a red zone. Yeah, exactly. I can't come home. I was meant to be on the Gold Coast this week, actually, but we cancelled that. A couple oh, weeks see, ago. Tony, you already knew this match was coming. Uh, a footy club that you're involved with, Welshie, has utilised the skills of a wrestler to 
design their Indigenous jumper. Tell us all about it. Yeah, you can see this on our Facebook page and our Twitter. Um, North Sunshine Football Club in the western suburbs of Melbourne, a club that's traditionally been struggling. Um, they're trying to turn things around and they're, they're really getting around um, promotion of social issues and developing good young men is, the, is what they're trying to do. And we're having a match to celebrate NAIDOC week and trying to educate our players on Indigenous culture. And Erica Reid uh, designed our football jumpers for the round. Um, and they're fantastic. They're the, they're the best thing I've ever They're AFL quality Indigenous jumpers. Um, she's incredible. Um, and next time she's on a show that you're at, she will be selling prints of her um, her artwork, and I would implore everyone to buy them because they're excellent. Um, JXT yeah. also helped out a little bit, did the digitalization. So get on JXT Designs; they do all of our designs. Um, so yeah, Erica and JXT Dream Team. Fantastic. Yeah, that that they look amazing. Well, see, I know. Yeah, they do. You you put uh, North Sunshine together with it. Erica, for this, um, the hats off to you and for Erica come through. This, if St Kilda Football Club were running around the MCG or Eddie had on Saturday, you wouldn't think otherwise. That, like, when you say AFL quality, knocked it out of the park. They're amazing. Um, she's also coming down. Yeah, she's coming down to our club rooms tomorrow. Oh, night, great! Tonight, and she's going to be um, talking a little bit about her journey. Uh, what inspired the jumpers, and she's going to be presenting the jumpers to this to all senior players. So it's going to be it's going to be fantastic, and I know she's excited and really proud of her work, and she she should awesome. be. Yeah, yeah so definitely. she should. Yeah, no, fantastic stuff. You guys um, spoke to BDE. Am I right? Yeah, Again? we did. Correct. Uh, where, the, yep. where was I? You where were stuck in traffic trying to come home. Oh. Which, uh, a matter of fact, I was too. But so prof- that's a professional. I everyone together to- on our Zoom call while I was in the phone, while I was in the car driving. Uh, you're you're I, as well, bad I wasn't hands Jimmy free. Uso. I wasn't hands free. And this is what came out the other end. The boys from Big Dude Energy talking about their debut last Saturday night. Big debut energy. This is this is what Welchie was telling us. This is the B team, you know. <laughs> yeah, he's been giving his shit all week too, the bastard. All right, boys. The B team stands for best. All right, we're getting the best of you. That's it. The best. Exactly. That's it. Hey, we're not here to talk about us anyway. We're here to talk about the debut on Saturday night. It's got the whole wrestling uh, world a buzz. How does it feel, guys? You guys come down from the clouds yet, or what? There's no clouds. We we knew exactly what we were going to bring. We knew exactly what we were doing. Uh, I think we spoke last week. We said we knew what we have. You know, no one else knew what we have. And I, th- I think it was cool just to show you guys what we had. I'm just on a constant mellow train of excitement, just naturally as my natural state of life anyway. So yeah. to get me into that cloud, it's going to take something big and proper. I like it. I like it. I'll I tell you what, Tony. I've been to a lot of uh, live wrestling in Melbourne over the last uh, five years. These guys knocked it out of the park as soon as they came through the uh, the curtain, mate. I'll tell you Aww. what. They, well, I think the crowd... from, from what I heard, a lot of the kids related so much with the Pokemon tops. Yeah, that <laughs> is smart. That is smart. 
definitely smart having the, the the matching Pokemon tops coming out at a family friendly show. But the energy you guys came as soon as you hit the stage, I think the crowd just naturally picked up on it. Like you know, set it off air. It's not just the gimmick. This energy that you guys are going to bring to the Melbourne wrestling scene. No, no, that's exactly right. And I was going to say it as well. It's for at least for us, it's not a gimmick. That that kind of energy, that kind of persona of us coming out there and doing what we do, it's not a gimmick. We're just channeling ourselves. And you know, like rest, wrestling fans, like we're, we're cluey to a certain extent, and you gravitate to something that feels organic. And it's not something that's just shoved down your throat, something that they themselves don't even truly believe in. They don't know who they are. And that's, that's not us. Like BDE, we're, we are that energetic out there or even backstage. We carry it through but in both worlds. We, we didn't want to create a gimmick. We didn't want to come into a wrestling world and say, we're going to start from scratch with something completely, you know, not, that no one knows. For anyone who knows both of us, anyone that shared a room with us, you know, you go through our Instagram pages, you said it last week, there's a lot there to digest. That, that's who we are as people. If we could turn that into some sort of a, a stage presence and bring that to a wrestling ring, that's all we wanted to do. And it, it was cool to display that for people. And it was cool for people to understand and vibe with it. Yeah, well, that's Thanks, what guys, the... Now you're right, Tony. Anyway, go. I'll go ahead. I was going to uh, say, just... I just want to know how the body pulled up. Obviously, uh, you can do as much training as you like, but actually getting into a proper and a real match with all the adrenaline and all that sort of stuff, how do you guys feel four days later? Oh, look, my, uh, my head was spinning a little bit right afterwards. Uh, you know, there was, it obviously wasn't the finish that we wanted. We got, Obviously, we wanted to win, right? That's BDE. You know, they got the better of us right at the end there, down the stretch. Um, I lost focus a little bit, threw Tyson to the side, went to go check on my boy Ricky here. And then, yeah, I turned around and there was lights out for me at that point. Didn't see the knees coming. They both got on top of me as soon as they could. So I was, my, 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 jaw, was, my jaw was a bit cheeky for the, for the next couple of days after that. But it was nothing, it's nothing I haven't felt before in fights. You know, this is, this is all power of the course. I knew what the fuck we were getting into. So uh, when we go out there to do it again, the body is ready. The back was fine. The legs were fine. It was just a little bit of the cheekiness of the jaw when it caught me at the end there. I will admit my chest is still a bit lit up from a few of those chops that they threw at me. I do have a few welts, but yeah, we're still oh. standing. I'll tell, tell you one thing. Jets is one of the loudest chops of, uh, I've heard in the most recent uh, wrestling shows. He's it's fucking deceptive, <laughs> Yeah. I, I saw him wind back and I knew, oh, I knew as soon as he wound back he, he doesn't just throw it he he winds his whole body back and he steps into it he, re, he steps up and down into you and you feel it with every little bit for a small guy he throws a big chop yeah you said it exactly right there those two boys they got some deceptive strength behind their hits yeah yeah I, I think I was a, a I was at a MCW show. It might have been last year or the year before. And Jet may have went with a chop that didn't connect and the crowd may have gave him a little bit of grief. Unfortunately for you guys, he's never going to let that happen again. Clearly, he doesn't make the same mistake twice. <laughs> <laughs> Unfortunately for my chest, yes. Yeah, but for fortunately, you guys have a chance at redemption in the you know, coming week. I think it's on the 17th of July. Correct. In Essendon. Yeah. Death and, uh, match. Deathmatch, Deathmatch Down Under booked a rematch that quick. Uh, how exciting is that? 
So they were there in the crowd and I think they saw what we saw and that was a little bit of fear in Jet and Tyson. Mm. I think they know that we had them. Jet and Tyson know that we had them and they're going to give us that chance to actually get them. Yeah, couldn't have said it any better myself. That, you know, if you want to say lack of experience got the better of us, then that's fair enough. But, I mean, Ricky said it absolutely right just then. There was that moment there where even we knew it, the crowd knew it as well, where... We had them right on the ropes and we just right at the end there for a split second hesitated. But now we get that second chance at redemption. And you know what? I, I can't see a world where we, where we don't capitalize on that. And now BDA puts one on the board and we make, maybe we run right back for a trilogy. Maybe we do a best of three series and we see who comes out on top. This is the new McGregor Poirier. And I will say as well, I know a lot of people missed out because of mayhem being sold out. There's still tickets available for DMDU show. So if you want to see BD in action for the first time, see what all the buzz is about, definitely snap up your tickets. They're fucked. Oh, I like that. that <laughs> the, tag, tag, the tag rematch is worth price of admission alone. Uh, that's for sure. But take us back to the night, Saturday night. You got a lot of family and friends in the crowd. Being able to share your dreams in front of family and friends and they can witness what it's actually all about. Maybe some don't understand the wrestling. Uh, you know, what was that like? I think, I think you, you may be teasing at something I had on my Instagram yesterday. Yeah, maybe a little bit. <laughs> uh, so yeah, mom put up a really sweet post and essentially the premise was that, you know, she imagined me doing a lot of things, but never being a wrestler and to see me actually in my element and, and put on a show that we know we can do and we, that's something that we have aspired to do for a long time and just to do that mom's one of those people who doesn't necessarily understand wrestling and I don't think she ever will she's still concerned every day I come home from training uh, you know after the match she was genuinely shit scared horrified that I'd hurt myself I'd injured myself but seeing the smile on my face seeing the smile being able to share it with Dave because mom knows Dave like like a second brother we go way back so to see us together that and share that's what we spoke about last week sharing it with dave sharing it with her family and friend that's what it's about it's, it's not about a solo journey it's about sharing it with everyone yeah ricky ricky nailed it on the head just then i was going to say yeah i was going to say the exact same things for us like we touched on it last interview with you guys the, the most important thing with this kind of stuff for me yeah like we realized a childhood dream and that's not that's not something everyone gets to do right everyone we, we grow up wanting things and then we end up down different paths different avenues this is one of those situations where, yeah, we, we capitalize and actually realize a childhood dream. But more than that, and at least for me, more than that, was, was getting, to, getting to share it with Ricky out there. Like, that's, that's the beauty of tag team wrestling. And then to have his family, to have my family turn around at the end of the night. And, like, obviously, they were going to sing our praises. They're family. They're going to tell you what they like. You know, right? they're, not, they're never really going to lie to your face like that. But it was, it was something where it was just so genuine. Like you knew that they were just so elated for us because not only did we realize our goals, but apparently we did okay at it too, is what we're hearing. <laughs> and I do just want to take a quick moment to thank Mayhem. They did give us that opportunity after the match to sort of sit in the ring, soak it all up and, and really let the crowd sort of show their respects. And, and for that, we're super grateful. Yeah, well, it's credit to Mayhem and the relent relentless... Uh wrestling school as well there's a lot of you know debuting talent on the thing and inexperienced talent but you can tell everyone's got the fundamentals 
it's what these shows are for getting the young guys exposure which okay you guys are you blew up twitter uh in melbourne so that's good um we're looking forward to it we're going to be along for the ride as well we'll check in with you every every couple of months make sure you're still reaching for those clouds and hey thanks for jumping on for the second week in a row and good luck to the future boys thanks for having us boys this is always a pleasure from us we appreciate it good on you guys big dude energy joining us here on the turnbuckle well, they sounded as excited tonight as they did last week. Well, I still haven't uh, heard definitely. it. But I definitely. Assume, I assume the energy. I'm assuming Lyle dropped the ball somehow in that interview. No, no, he's good. Uh, no, I was up there. <laughs> he carried it. Yeah, well, Tony was trying to navigate traffic on the Westgate Bridge while trying to record a podcast. Uh, I know. Th- is, it, is there any truth in the rumour that you had to re-record it twice because Siri kept saying, like, Continue past the next round about half. No, that's incorrect. I know my way. It definitely wasn't that he had. Tony would have had her on mute. Um, <laughs> no, those those guys. You could feel it when you talk to them. Their energy is at another level. Um, looking to bigger and better things. Yeah, they're off to death match down under on the seventeenth of this month. For the rematch, Tony, which we spoke about, yep. um, pretty sure their inboxes will be flooded with promoters trying to capitalise. Um, Chet, Chet Roker was speaking to me. He said that um, BDE have a dry cleaning bill coming their way after where they put his jacket. Oh, really? Hmm. Where did that end up? Well, they were rubbing it between their crotch and um, I don't think uh, Jet was overly... He's a good Christian boy, Jet. Yeah, not impressed. The, hmm. the big digit dude. He should stick. he should put that jacket away somewhere. That might be worth something in the future. <laughs> I tell you what, though, I reckon that there'll be some DNA tests required at some time, at some stage. <laughs> he might have all the all the answers. Jet probably deserved it because he was um, what? He was a little he was a little prick on Saturday night, Tony. Was I'll he? tell you what, he was yeah. he was fresh air and kids in the front row. Yeah, he, right. he, uh, he fresh aired a five year old girl. And I could see the look on her face of sheer confusion as to why this grown man refused to high five. I couldn't and, see her well, face, but I could see Welshie's face. And I knew from his was, giant smile and how happy he was. I'm pretty sure he gave a one man standing ovation for it. I knew she was that upset. I hope you let that, not over it. I hope you let that girl know that if I was there, I would have high fived her. No, but she would have. That's all I like doing at the rest. Nah, of the she, she would appreciate you. That wasn't the. That wasn't my main highlight of the night. My main oh. highlight of the night was um, the fact that Gore had the five and six year old children chanting "snuff, snuff, snuff." I, I, I tell you what, uh, they had children chanting that- for snuff prawn in front of their parents. Uh, halfway through that chant, Tony, I did yeah. think this was going to be an awkward car ride home because I did have four kids, uh, 11 and under. And your uh, dad, we wouldn't have known what that meant either. <laughs> I, yeah, I, yeah, he didn't bring it up, so maybe he did know yeah, what it maybe was. Maybe he did. Another worry. Uh, um, maybe he would, was hoping I didn't know what it was. He's seen, uh, he's seen nine millimetres. <laughs> Speaking of bringing it up, let me bring up what's coming on around the country in wrestling this weekend. Friday, the 9th of July, PCW Slam Destiny Ladder Match in Ferntree Gully. That won't be live on Fight TV, but if ever you get the opportunity to see another PCW 
Is that, is that the, is the Destiny ladder match on this week? Yeah. Well, that's what you've written on the rundown. I didn't, I I didn't write it's, the rundown. It's on their Facebook events page. Jesus Christ. That's a, if, you, if you're not doing anything Friday and you're in Melbourne, you'd have to watch that show. Yeah. Uh, you but to. you won't catch it on Fight TV this time around. But next time it is on Fight TV, a PCW event, we'll let you know. Don't you worry we, about that. If we remember. If we remember. APW Breakout 23 in Seaford. Saturday, July the 10th, MCW Winter Warfare at the Thornbury Theatre. And that'll be on Fight TV during the week. MCW live on Fight TV. Make sure no, you catch it. Not live, not live. Oh, not live. No, it'll be on Post demand live. on Fight TV. Um, After live. Tape. It'll be pre recorded. I believe they call it. Taped. Yeah. On like Fight TV, though, it'll be on Fight TV. PCW Ignition isn't on Fight TV. But they are in Ferntree Gully. You can still get tickets to that, I think. Can you? Yes. Very at, this stage, at this stage, you can, but they've they've been selling out. So yeah, and cool. Do we do we talk about their show or not? No, it was on the run sheet. Tony no, you skipped didn't over. It. No, it, it wasn't was there. on the run sheet. Yes, Where? it was. MCW PCW review. Yeah, yeah, we didn't. You skipped over. What it. have you yeah. got against PCW? No, Tony? Seriously, I haven't got anything Tony, against did, you. You were a promoter back in the day. Did they slot you at any stage? No. Did they no. Some of your what have you got against Rowdy? Them? I love PCW. Tell us about their Go show back. this week, guys. It was a freaking amazing. It was really good. It was, was, really was freaking amazing. I don't... Um, Jarvis and Kendo. Was that Young... the show that was on Fight TV? Yes. Yes. Oh. <laughs> yeah. I watch it Sunday afternoon. Tony, watch it. It's eight fucking bucks. Did eight you bucks. watch it? You watched the, it the amount of mentions I've given Fight TV tonight, they should be giving me a five-year I told you. See, the reason Tony didn't watch it is because I, I wrote in our group chat, you should watch it. He's like, I'm not doing anything. That cunt tells me. Um, <laughs> well, you were. But Kendo and Jarvis, amazing young talents. They're going to go places. Uh, that's what you want in an opener. That that just sets, sets the table. They had the crowd going. Aisha um, and Royce Chambers had... A really, really good match. Um, really tough to tell the story when the it's a intergender match and the and the female is the heel and she's much smaller. Um, but they danced that line really well and um, I really yeah. enjoyed that match. And then the main event with Mark Cage joining RB4K. Um, wow, was a massive swerve. RB4K looked like hyenas feasting on a carcass it was really well done sammy falcon's a star ryan rapids a star um and what it does is really smart because rb4k were getting cheered and they were split in the audience mark cage joining them takes away that cool heel factor and just makes them heels and then yeah. it's going to be interesting to see where ryan rapid goes from here so kudos to pcw told an amazing story throughout the night and all their shows have been incredible this year. Yeah. That was an amazing beatdown at the end as well. Like Sammy, like that. Sammy looked like he was really, really hitting him. I don't know what Ryan Rapper did to him, but he owed him some money somewhere along the line. Um, Maybe maybe, maybe Tim Sims next to him in the crowd. Maybe Ryan Rapper didn't plug uh, fight TV enough. Hopefully we've done that enough for him. Um, But Tony, well, she, He's still holding the grudge against our man, JJ Ferno, mate. 
Oh, he no. He, he didn't even want to bring it up. He went straight to the main event. That's probably my match of the night, too. Um, I put him over on, on Twitter. That was an amazing match. Um, yeah, he's go, looking, go he's, JJ's looking incredible, by the way. Yeah. He is, Not his um, hair, obviously, but everything else. He's been doing the work. Hmm. Yeah. And, yeah, and I think, but let's not just let's not wasn't just JJ in the ring. I, I'm pretty, I, I'm pretty happy with Nate Cross. But that's probably my favorite Nate Cross match. Um, yeah, not denigrating anything else he's done, but you don't get a babyface pop like that without a heel doing his job for months. Yeah, months, months. How long has he held the belt for? Four hundred and something days. So over a year. So a lot of months. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was a COVID uh, months tacked on there. But, yeah, that, that was probably my favourite match of the night. Um, Royce's promo before the match also. You wouldn't be half full and Well, you're only half full woman. Yeah, very yeah, yeah. Can I get back I, to I, the I upcoming like... events? Yes. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. Cool. Uh, DMDU, come correct, in Ballarat. SHWA, Mid-Year Mayhem in Cannington. UPW, Underground 18 Plus in Caboolture. And Sunday, July the 11th, RCW, Eye for an Eye at the Akaba Hotel. Akaba. Is Royce and AJ, um, JJ, JJ on JJ. That? Yeah, they're tagging. Uh, against, I think it's against the Perea as well. Busy it's couple a title of, shot, uh, isn't it? Yep. Uh, they, can all, so they, can all, they can all carpool back to Adelaide. That'll be, that'll be yeah. good. Yeah, Get Rocky, smart, Rocky, Monero, Rocky Monero catch a lift with them, like. Well, he'll drive, surely, being the dad. I don't know if he'll um, be in any state to drive. Yelling at everyone. Hey, he'll be threatening, threatening to turn the car back if they don't <laughs> pipe down. All right. That's the end of the show. Catch it on Fight TV. Done and dusted. I'm going to go watch Siri in a bar and panties match. How can we get our show on Fight TV? What show? If Tony knew what this Fight one. TV was, mentioned it. Well, maybe they're looking then. for a good podcast well they won't want us then well then if that's a prerequisite we're out uh catch you later thanks for joining us right here on the turnbuckle